My great-grandfather was a construction foreman throughout the 50s, and he worked on quite a few projects over the years. But the one I always heard stories about was when he worked on building Disneyland. I guess he was part of one of the companies that Disney contracted to build his park, and when I had first heard about that, I thought I'd be learning about secrets behind the rides and how the park functioned. And while there was a little bit of that, most of his stories were different. I never heard any of this firsthand because my great-grandfather died when I was young. But from the way my grandfather told me his stories, it seemed that there was a lot of weird, seemingly unexplained stuff going on there. The first thing the construction crews had to do was dig. This seemed normal of course, as they had to fill foundations for the various structures. But Grandpa said that they also dug tunnels. Now, these tunnels... See, they went on for miles, and seemingly had no purpose. Everything they dug out or built was supposed to be part of the official blueprint, but not a single one of those underground chambers was shown. They installed the usual... You know, gas lines, power, water, uh, oxygen systems. It seemed like they were building a bunker, almost. Walt would never say what the tunnels were for, but it sounded like Great Grandpa was convinced it wasn't benign. There were other strange occurrences, too, while digging out those tunnels. One day, he was called down as they were digging to check out something strange the workers had found. When he got down there, he found a door embedded directly in the earth. It looked just like any wooden door you'd see inside of a house. The door was clean and new-looking. He thought that surely somebody was playing a prank. But then he noticed something strange. It seemed that the door was fused into the ground, as if the dirt itself was part of the door. This made it difficult to remove, but they eventually did remove it and kept digging, thinking that it was just a one-time thing. But then they found more. Doors just started popping up. It seemed like almost every day they found a new one buried in the earth. It was as if someone had cut the door and frame out of a house and just buried it there. Only he said that they were almost brand new, with not a speck of dirt or a scratch on them. He said it even got to the point where workers were reporting doors appearing around the surface level of the park. As in, they would find doors, right, standing all alone, in the middle of nowhere. They always appeared in the middle of the night, and seemingly disappeared whenever someone left line of sight for more than a moment. It was as if they were materializing out of thin air, only to vanish back into the void. It even went so far that one worker claimed to have found himself trapped in a circle of doors that appeared before his eyes. He said that the doors were locked and that he couldn't escape. They found this worker curled up on the ground near Tomorrowland at about 3 a.m. one night. After telling his story that night, he was never seen again. It was just assumed that he had quit. That wasn't the only weird thing either. One night, Great Grandpa was sitting in his office, working on something. 
when he heard a knock on his door. At this point in time, they had finished below-ground construction and had been working on buildings. He was often pulled away from his paperwork to go look at something by the workers, so he expected something like this even though it was nearly midnight. What he didn't expect was to see no one standing at his door when he opened it. He was starting to get pissed off at the random disturbance when he eventually spotted something in the distance. Someone wearing a Mickey Mouse costume was standing in the dark about 40 feet away from him. Again, he thought it was just some stupid prank. But he noticed something very strange about the situation. The mouse costume looked, well, off. It was like there were little mistakes in it. The eyes were off-center. The colors were just slightly the wrong shade. The materials looked cheap and old. He yelled at the person, angered by the random prank. But the person in the costume just didn't respond. They just stood there, twitching, shaking slightly in the darkness. Great-grandpa just stared at him for a long moment, frightened. He eventually looked away for a moment, about to get help, only to see that when he looked back, that the person was gone. After that, workers started reporting costumed figures sighted in the night, never actually doing anything, and only just standing there. Whenever someone would try to get help, the figure would disappear and not be seen again. They became so frequent that there were at least three to five reports a week. Now, most of the time, nothing ever came of the figures. But there was this one case where a worker actually had a close encounter with one of them. They had been carting a wheelbarrow of bricks over to one of the sites when they saw one of the costumed figures in the distance. This worker was startled by the sight and tried to get away from the creature. They said that every time the costumed figure was out of sight, they would hear creaking noises all around them. Then, whenever they went around a corner, the costumed figure would be standing a bit closer to them. Eventually, after rounding another corner, they came face to face with the thing, and their description of it was terrible. They said it smelled like decay. It twitched and its breath was a low, rattling sound. They said the costume was clean. It looked wrong like the others, but up close he could tell that the suit was brand new. The creature just stared at them for a long moment, shaking and twisting in place. The worker tried to back up and run away, but that was a big mistake. The creature lunged at them, leaving a huge scratch across the worker's arm. The worker blacked out after that, and they were found on the opposite side of the park where they allegedly had fainted. Great-grandpa decided to ask Disney himself if he had hired any cast member yet, or if he knew that if there were any suits brought into the park yet. Walt said that they hadn't even begun hiring costumed wearers yet, and no suits were even constructed at that point in time. Surprisingly, after that brief conversation, the suit creatures disappeared, never to be spotted again. However, things started to get more serious around the site after that. 
The previous stories could possibly be chalked up to hooligans messing around and pulling elaborate pranks, but this was something truly awful. A group of workers had been walking past the newly constructed Sleeping Beauty castle when a woman fell to her death, seemingly materializing out of nowhere and falling from the sky. One worker said that they were just walking along and didn't even hear a scream or anything, only the hard splat of her hitting the pavement. They said she was dressed up like a Disney princess, with, with the hair done up and everything. Of course, they all ran to get help immediately, but upon returning to the spot, the body was gone. She had clearly been dead upon impact, but the body was nowhere to be seen. All that was left was a small pool of blood and some red tissue that was later identified as human brain matter. Nobody had ever seen the woman before. Nobody ever saw her after that fall. The police were going to be involved, but Disney officials stopped it before it got that far. A lot of workers started quitting. And between the random doors, strange figures, and random dead people, I wouldn't blame them. This sounded like some sort of living nightmare. New people were hired, everything was swept under the rug, Walt made sure nobody went to the media, and my great-grandpa stood by during it all. Just watching in horror. He would have done something, but he needed the money and this job. And in those days, there were some things you just, you just didn't talk about in public. The final incident inside the park took place a while later, where on the day before opening, they were pouring the last of the asphalt. Great-grandpa had been walking the newly poured surface when he spotted a boot upside down, sticking out of the middle of the pavement. Thinking somebody had just lost a shoe, his plan was to remove the boot and smooth the asphalt back over. However, he was very surprised to see that when he had removed the boot, he found a human foot sticking out of the asphalt. This foot was attached to a leg, which was probably attached to a whole body. Naturally, they decided to break the ground and remove the body. They couldn't just leave a whole fucking person buried in Disneyland, after all. It took quite a while, but eventually they removed the corpse, which was perfectly preserved. They attempted to identify him, but he had no wallet, and really nobody knew who he was. He wore the standard construction worker outfit, but not a single person on the team recognized him. They even handed over photos to police and let them start an investigation, but nothing ever turned up. The second question, then, pertained to who laid the asphalt and buried the man. It seemed that nobody knew who poured the material, and yet, great-grandpa couldn't figure it out either. The asphalt had just been poured when he walked by, yet no workers were around, which was a fact he didn't consider until later. It seemed that nobody remembered how or when that section of pavement was poured. It was as if it just appeared out of nowhere. Now, all of this was horrifying. It creeped me out, and these stories made me never want to visit Disneyland again. But the story that truly unsettled me is his final one. 
It was the day after the park opened, the last day on the job for my great-grandfather, and he was going to talk to Walt Disney one last time. It was only to discuss something banal, like confirming the end of the contract or something. But great-grandpa was always excited to talk to Disney, because, you know, he was Walt Disney, after all. And even if some crazy shit went down at his park, it was cool to be talking to someone famous and influential like him. So Disney's secretary lets him into his office, and the first thing great-grandpa sees freaks him the hell out. Walt is talking to the wall. Now, he wasn't on the phone. There was nobody else in the room. He was standing with his back to the door, having a full-on conversation about the situation within the park, talking about how everything was going great. To a wall. It wasn't as if he was talking to himself. It was like he was actually talking to an invisible person. As in, Disney even waited for responses and said, uh-huh, and stuff like that. He kept saying, it's being handled. Nobody knows the truth. The workers just don't understand. As if he were trying to convince someone of his point. After a few seconds of standing there, frozen, great-grandpa noticed something even more chilling. The wall that Walt was talking at was normally supposed to be tan in color, but the wall that he was facing was slowly darkening to black. And the craziest thing of all, there was the outline of a face beginning to form in the wall, right above Walt's head. Against all forms of logic and reason, the materializing face winked at my great-grandfather. He knew that something was wrong. So we got the fuck out of there after that, not knowing what the hell was going on, but not wanting to be involved in any way. He didn't think Walt even heard him come in or leave. I mean, that's how absorbed by the situation he was. And that was the last time he ever worked for Disney, or even visited Disneyland. And he urged us kids strongly not to go. But of course, being kids, we did anyway. Now, for all I know, my great-grandpa could have been off his rocker. Maybe he just made all this up in an elaborate way to scare my grandfather. But about a month ago, I was going through some old stuff in the attic when I found a photo. Now, in the photo was my great-grandfather, along with dozens of construction workers, all smiling at the camera. This picture was nice, with Sleeping Beauty's castle in the back, and even featuring Walt Disney standing in front of the workers. However, in the top part of the photo, out of focus, was a body hanging out of one of the castle's windows. It definitely wasn't a living person. I mean, they hung limp and lifeless. This photo was taken in the 50s, so Photoshop couldn't have been involved, obviously. That was the first time I truly believed all the stories. That's what drove me to write this post. I know that there must be more to this story. I feel like I now have to figure it out. I know of at least one or two construction workers from that site that hopefully might still be alive, and I just might be able to get a story or two out of them, 
if I can track them down. If not, hopefully I can find their relatives or something. Either way, I feel that the more I hear about the goings-on at Disney, the more I want to know the truth. Perhaps I can find it.